Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, William, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tom. Unfortunately, Thrawn found out about Steven. He is the spy, as you all know. So he's currently in Imperial custody. Uh, remember last episode where he offered to put out a... I think he offered to be a hitman for something Star Wars related? I think so. Uh, it was... I don't know. He, he, But anyway, the Empire found out about him. Oh, it was ex- in exchange for more Rogue Squadron stuff. So the Empire found out about him. And, uh, and now, unfortunately, he's in their custody. So uh, I'm here. And Tom's here, and we're joined by an awesome new guest, Amy Ratcliffe from the Nerdist and StarWars.com. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm always excited about I don't get to talk Rebels a lot, actually, so this is very exciting. Well, then this is very appropriate to have you on this episode. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. This is another Thrawn-centric episode, and this time focused on Agent Callus. And we haven't had too many Callus-centric episodes. I mean, we had the one from uh, last season where he and he and Zeb were stuck on the, the Genosian moon together. But other than that, you know, he'll, he's in the episode, but it doesn't usually revolve around him. So this mm-hmm. one was a lot of fun. But before we get into the details about the episode, Tom, uh, you want to give us some of the announcements that were made in the last week yeah. or two? In this case. Yeah, in about two weeks, we we kind of missed one. Um, I guess it was announced that there's going to be a new novel coming out called Star Wars Inferno Squad. This is going to be taking place right after Rogue Rogue One. So I guess it's going to follow a bunch of Imperial stormtroopers uh, that are going to go clean up uh, the oh god, Sagarera's partisans. Thank right? you, you Sagarera's pirates. Yeah, so that's what they're going to be tasked to do. Uh, check your local bookstores for that to be coming out probably soonish end of the year, kind of. Uh, July twenty fifth. Okay, so middle yeah, of the from, year. Written by Christy Golden. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, and this is gonna be great. I'm really excited. Well, I, I think I, that... I, I've enjoyed Christy Golden's books, and uh, I mean, getting more about Sagar's partisans, I think, will be a lot of fun, especially from the Imperial point of view. And I think uh, this is going to be the first time we've ever had a a stormtrooper squad within the new universe because before in the expanded universe you were always getting like you know the republic commandos then from that you got um uh, what was the ones that were with mira jade um not emperor's hand but uh, i can't remember yeah i'm completely blanking uh yeah i've i pushed all in my head it was the old canon (laughs) i know but Uh, but this is but this is the first time within the new canon or within this Star Wars timeline, we're going to get mm-hmm. an actual Imperial Stormtrooper squad. So this will be interesting to see. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to this one as well. And then That'll I'm pretty fun. sure we're all going to be looking forward to this. It has been announced that coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland in 2019, that will be the opening year for Star Wars Land. Both parks are going to open at the same time. So this, check your calendars. Get your uh, budget together and go to either Florida or Disneyland to check these out. Nice. I mean, we've got like a 12-month window there, so there's a, a lot of Just yeah, clear the exactly. whole year. Yeah, exactly. You just got to be prepared. Just just start saving your pennies right now, and one of those, da- one of those days within that year, that's when Star Wars is going to open. How awesome would it be if they opened it to coincide with like, I don't know, Celebration Anaheim 2019 or something? Um I it almost might be too much. I don't know. I could, you know what? I could see that, and I could also see something else too, because Disney does their own expo. That mm. you know what? I just thought of that. And it's I like every see... other year, right? That's right. It would be every other year, and that's true. It would be interesting. That would be pretty neat. I'm just going to start planning my my move to Anaheim. <laughs> I think is what needs to happen. So you just live there, go to Star Wars Land every day. Wait, uh, it's the dream. Yeah. Well, was, but that's the thing: is it going to be Star Wars Land, or are they going to actually? Are we going to find out the name of the quote-unquote planet, or was it Trading Post that this land is supposed to encompass? That's going to be the interesting thing to hear: is what's going to be question. the name? Yeah. Of this what land. is the branding? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Time will tell. 
probably yeah I, like star wars galaxy almost but would be better but that's the mmo so that's true interesting well we'll see uh we, i'm sure we'll get announcements before 2019 about that I'm kind of stuff pretty sure but it's it's coming soon we're only two years away oh, cannot wait yeah but in this episode of the ion cannon uh ion cannon podcast we're going to be discussing what william tonight this is a season three, episode 17, Through Imperial Eyes. It was written by Nicole Dubek and Henry Gilroy and directed by Saul Ruiz. And in this episode, fearing that the identity of a rebel spy will soon be discovered by the Empire, the rebels launch a plan to rescue the spy before he is caught. Now, as we all know, the, the spy in question is none other than Agent Callus. And we actually get a really cool... Um, uh, and a unique uh, point of view at the beginning of these episodes. We saw in the preview, the episode starts and it's completely in first person. Uh, and we see, we literally see through Imperial eyes, through Callus's eyes. Uh, Amy, what did you think about how they opened up this episode? I really liked it. I mean, it's very on the nose, obviously with episode mm-hmm. title, but mm-hmm. It's something we haven't seen before in Rebels that I can recall, or even in uh, the Clone Wars. So I liked it, and I had a hope. I don't know if it would have worked for the whole episode, but once I started, I'm like, oh, this is just so off the wall. Like, it would be neat if they did the entire 22 minutes like this. And and they didn't, but I'll take what I can. I'm like, that was just a nice way to, like, get immersed and and emphasize that, hey, this is about Callus. This is about his position right mm-hmm. now so yeah i liked it well if i remember correct uh watching rebels recon dave filoni dave filoni did say that they thought about doing it but i guess the production schedule kind of hindered that uh, that option but at least i love like you mentioned how they opened it it worked out very well in this episode yeah it, it's too bad that they couldn't do that because I mean, we, we theorized right when we first saw the trailer oh they're gonna do this oh, whole yeah. episode in first person and uh, I, I liked the idea of being a bit more experimental because I feel like Rebels was a little bit more experimental than, sorry, Clone Wars was Clone a little Wars. more exper- experimental than Rebels has been. Not that right. Rebels doesn't take risks, but it's a little bit more um, traditional, I would say, uh, versus the Clone Wars. They go off and do like a story with some random set of characters or try something new. Um, they also put, picked a genre too. I mean, remember the Zillow Beast, it was more of a monster episode. Then they had right. the one in which... Um, the, it felt like they were in the submarine with uh, what was the spider name? God, was it, um, trying to remember that one oh, offhand. Um, with General, I shouldn't. Have, I just I've been rewatching the Clone Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's, it's gonna, and that's the other thing. It's going to be leaving Netflix pretty soon, so check out the Clone Wars while you can. Um, yeah, uh, but but yeah. you know you're, you're you're totally right, Tom. And, and, and so I was a little bit disappointed when at the end, like you see, you. You basically see Callus waking up, like his eyes open. You know, you hear this alarm goes out, going. So he he runs to the door, and a trooper runs by and gives him, you know, a status update. He goes back to the, basically to the, over to the kitchen, to the sink in the bathroom, and you kind of see him like watch his splash of water in his face. He looks up, and you see Callus in the mirror, and you realize who you know who whose you know eyes you're you're looking through. Was it Rebels then, Recon that had the note about how they didn't like? They wanted to give him pajamas, but something didn't work out. So he yeah. just woke yes. up. And like, so he just wakes up in his uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which was pretty, pretty it's funny. It's just a silly thing, but I like it. Is that something you notice right away? But like on subsequent views, like, oh, yeah, he just woke up and he's like completely dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike, you know, Dooku, who got his uh, Sith PJs in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Um, but, you know, so I was a little, I was a little disappointed when they, they cut to that exterior shot. It was almost a little bit jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut to the exterior shot of the Star Destroyer, and it's no longer first person anymore. Um, but I, I get why they didn't do it, and it was still a great episode. I mm-hmm. just would have felt like I feel like it would have had even more suspense uh, if it was through his eyes the whole time. Well, this the suspense would have been great, but you definitely would have known it was Callus because if they were going to have the character speaking, you would have known, and everybody knew it was Callus anyway. So, but yeah, yeah, it was. Would have loved to have seen it, but I can definitely understand when it comes to production, if they have a set schedule and if it was really going to take them a lot of time to plot out that first person perspective, they had to do it this way. But at least we got that little bit, which made it work really cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, Callus walks to the bridge of the Star Destroyer where we, uh, where, where Lieutenant List is waiting. You know, he was last seen in the episodes An Inside Man and A Princess on Lothal. And he informs Callus that they have detected a stolen shuttle blasting its way off of Lothal and they decide to bring it in for questioning. It turns out the pilot of the shuttle is none other than Ezra Bridger, uh, <sighs> posing as a bounty hunter. Okay, I got, I got to throw this one out here. Did it bother you at some point the way uh, the way Ezra was acting in this because it seemed Ezra's like Ezra bothers me most of the time <laughs> well in, in this one in this one I have to say out of all the episodes I think in this one he bothered me the most really yeah yeah it was just may have been the way he was told to voice act the episode but he came off in a lot of cases he came off um you know, a little cocky to some extent. I, I have to say, I really liked, and I know we're jumping ahead in this point, where Callus and Ezra were in the detention uh, cell block. Mm-hmm. And they were going back and forth about, you know, you're playing the long game. No, you're playing the long game. But it was almost like, you know, when, when Callus says, you know, you coming here is going to put me in danger. It's almost like, you know, Ezra was just like, great. If that happens, who cares? <laughs> You know, and that that's basically taking the attitude that, that I took. That wasn't his words exactly, but that was the kind of thing that was coming off of him. It's like, well, you'll get caught. Oh, well. You know? And yeah. that kind of carried throughout the episode because they do seem to have a very, like, they don't, you know, it's tricky, right? When Imperials defect because it's like, we don't mm-hmm. forget all the terrible things you have done. Right. But there does there still needs to be a sense of, well, you're on our side now, so we have to treat you. I mean, he doesn't have to treat Callus like he treats, you know, Kanan or Hera, but I would have liked to see, like you said, a little more care for for Callus's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it's a very uneasy relationship and uh, you know, it, 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 as you were saying, Tommy, when he, he he basically says, "Well, I came here to rescue you, right, and get you get you out," because because mm-hmm. Thrawn is is getting close. Uh, but he does it in such a way that he's um, he's a little bit more you know, cavalier about it or something. He's like, oh, yeah. well, I'm here to get you out, but I don't really care if it ruins your life or your plans or something. We're just that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, and, and uh, I guess on top of that, what also bothered me is because he was trying to act so tough at that point, being a bounty hunter, it really wasn't convincing for me at all. <laughs> it it was just like it was ah. Uh, I'm going to go back and kind of say it was like Boba Fett when he was in the Clone Wars with all his bounty hunter friends to where he was trying to act tough. But Mm. Boba Fett at that point, he could pull it off. Ezra can't pull off being tough this way. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't suit him. Yeah, it doesn't suit him at all. It just doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) And then one other thing, it was really great to see AP5 and Chopper, but – do you think it's getting a little old? The chopper's always in that same paint scheme whenever he goes undercover. I kind of like his his black paint scheme. I, I agree, but there's a certain point in which, and it was brought up later, okay, where I think Callus confronted Ezra saying, you know what, you have got to be, your face has got to be all over the Imperial, um, you know, detention facilities right mm-hmm. now or any Imperial garrison because of your face. And then actually it was a great comeback for Ezra saying, you know what, the Empire is so big, like these guys are going to know who exactly I am. So it I could did be like the, that. Yeah. And it could be the same way with Chopper because, you know, Chopper's always in that same paint scheme, but if and I think Chopper was discovered at one point still on that same paint scheme, like he wasn't supposed to be there. But there's a certain point in which it's like, you know what, change it up just a little bit. AP5 is understandable because AP5 came, you know, he was an Imperial, uh, an Imperial droid anyway. But when it comes to Chopper, it's like, yeah, do something different. Yeah. And especially, you know, we don't see any other droids that, I mean, obviously there aren't any other droids that look like Chopper because nobody's right. like Chopper in my opinion, but not even that same paint scheme as far as I really noticed. So it's like, right. shouldn't he like be in a data bank? But part of me is like, this is what I do in my head. I'm like, well, maybe that's the only color paint they have on Chopper base and <laughs> they just have to keep. <laughs> they, they lost their other, you know, Sabine Sorry, took Ch- everything with her when she left. <laughs> that's a good and- point. <laughs> so- Sorry, oh, no. Chop. We only have this dark gray co- color paint, paint now. Guess you have to go back in it again. You, know, you, you <laughs> see <laughs> Chopper, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pouting about it. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the things I 
so they they take Ezra to the uh, detention block where they they throw him in in, in, the, in the cell, and then Callus decides he's going to go interrogate him. And we actually, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, we get to see our first use of the code cylinder. Normally, we you know they're they're in the Imperials um, like pockets. But they never actually take them out, at least in the in the movies or in the television shows thus far. And we actually yeah. see Callus remove his code cylinder and like plug it into the 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 door to unlock it and disable the the cameras. I thought that was cool because I'd never it never even crossed my mind. I think until I read uh, Catalyst, I think there was something about them using their code cylinders for like security clearance, at least. And I was like, oh, I just kind of thought they were. Fan- not that I really thought they were fancy pins, but mm-hmm. I'm it was the interesting same way. to know they, you know, they had a purpose. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it almost felt like they were just decoration or something on the uniform and not like, you know, a- an actual functional thing. Um, I do worry about like, it feels somewhat of an insecure uh, way of, you know, of doing security uh because of how easy it is to to steal them and you know it really there's no they don't match the the code cylinder with the person as long as you have a valid code cylinder you're good mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it should have been a lot exactly yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> getting into thrawn's office should have been a lot harder i feel yeah, like yeah we'll get the code cylinder. yeah but yeah, it, exactly. for me it was it was still cool because it kind of made a parallel to where when Chopper, whenever he goes up to one of the sockets, he has to plug into that to get any kind of information. And the same thing when it comes to the cylinder, that uh-huh. is a way for them to like get themselves into things. And it was fascinating to see later that you had Callus switch Lieutenant lists to basically set him up. So, yeah. you know, that, that it basically does show how insecure they can be. Mm-hmm. It, and you kind of have to feel bad for List. Like, Callus is constantly just, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, completely messing with him the whole time, lying to him. You Especially know, he, Governor Price. Uh, yeah, well, he, okay, you the, know, go- he, the Governor Price thing was just, to, to me, that was almost uh, comedic. Right. Well, and, and Ezra, uh, List is about to, uh, you know, enter the cell, and so they Ezra fakes the um, the, the punch and then Callus uh, pretends that he got the information and Lisp believes him. Like, You're good at getting information. And I have you know. to say one thing. No, go yeah. go ahead, Amy. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I just, it was very funny because like Lisp is just so overeager yeah, and so exactly. like just ready like to prove himself. And he's like, I'm going to. And so to see him get jerked around just mm-hmm. highly amused me because we all know people like that. Right. What amused me? Ezra basically thinking that quick to grab Callus's hand and basically throw the punch. And it's just like, stay away from me. It's like, that actually was clever because boy, did List buy, buy that one. Just like mm-hmm. lock, stock, and barrel, man. He bought that one. Multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. And then, you know, later he, with just, you know, a, a brief, you know, a couple words, uh, Callus manages to convince List that Governor Price is actually the mole. And he proceeds to follow her around the entire episode trying to get evidence on her. It was so clever for Callus to just play with him that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. well done, sir. Well yeah. done. And he was so excited, too. He's like, you can count on me. You know, of course I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> you almost feel bad for List in some ways. Uh, just, just slightly. Just uh, slightly, yeah. But Just uh, way too funny. But it was, it was, it was pretty smart on Callus's part because he could... You know, uh, basically um, frame list, make him look like he's the the, the real spy, mm-hmm. and the, the traitor, uh, so that he kind of divert attention from himself. Whether or not it actually worked, that's another story. We'll find out toward the end of the episode. But you know what? What was cool about this is when List went to go get Callus from the cell. It was fascinating. Well. This just shows how well List wanted to really make an impression because they got called over to Grand Animal Thrawn Star Destroyer. So List was like, you know what? We're taking this. We're taking this rebel with us because I'm going to go prove myself that we caught this guy. <laughs> it's like I need to show them. Like this can be. This is my triumph. Yeah. yeah well, and remember last time he, you know, he actually mentions that last time he had a, he was summoned by a ranking officer. Mm-hmm. It was after the incident with Leia on Lothal. Oh, Lothal, right. That's right. And so, oh, hey. like... Uh-huh. 
yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. It's a I, it's a totally random tangent. Oh no, that's that's totally fine. I, I guess. Oh, we no, do that gonna, all the time. All I was gonna say was like, it couldn't have ended well. So I think he's trying to 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 fix it this time. Uh, what was your what were you gonna say though? I don't remember at what point in the episode it was in, but did you see some Imperials walking in the background that were yes. from the Geonosis incident, right? Yes. Yeah, that was that was actually okay. just right after he makes that comment. When they first was, board okay. the, 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 the ship, uh, we actually see Captain Brunson, uh, from, mm-hmm. you're right, from the uh, from Ghosts of Geonosis, and Brom Titus from earlier in the series as well. Nice. Uh, yeah. And List refers to them as Sector Command Staff, which is also fascinating mm-hmm. um i wonder what that that means and why they're on the ship like there has to be a reason they they pointed them out right yeah As you always like say, did they Tom, get demoted maybe or well it, but they're called sector command staff and they're on thron's ship oh yeah which which we completely forgot to bring up the name which i forgot uh-huh. to bring up the name. i've been avoiding it so we could talk about it <laughs> okay well okay so i i william i'm gonna let you say the name because i'm probably gonna butcher the 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 pronunciation the chimera i love i love that they kept thron's name i don't think i mean we've seen a ship previously but i don't think they've ever referred to it as the only i remember i wondered yeah we only saw maybe i'm crazy no we only saw it because i remember somebody pointed out the design on the bottom of the star destroyer and that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be the the resemblance of uh god that blue i forgot about that one but it's supposed to be the the remnants of the creature from thron's home world the, 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 the you mean or no that's thank right. you that's, that's right from, that's right that's, that's not right. from his home world though that's from no i i know yeah. I, I just anyway oh, okay. it was still it was still the perfect tie to thron and then the chimera was another tie to thron so i got it right i think yeah speaking yeah. of ties sorry go ahead, amy Oh, do you think maybe he's bringing any people who have had, you know, a lot of interaction with the rebels to his ship for some reason? Actually, that's a good idea. Maybe I that's why. Well, also because if he's looking for a rebel spy called Fulcrum, because that is called out early because he does say, I am looking for a spy. And that's why we end up getting a very familiar face from the Clone Wars <gasps> show up here. We'll get to it in just a minute. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, it kind of makes sense that he brought them in because didn't everyone that walked by had some kind of contact with either Lethal or the Rebels at one point up to this point? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows yeah. how Thrawn's... I'm not smart enough to figure out Thrawn, so... <laughs> I, I I like I like the idea, though, because that, that would make sense if he's trying to bring everybody together or he has some bigger much more brilliant plan in place for mm-hmm. them there. But I, I think they have to serve a purpose, right? As, as Tom, as, as you always, you're very fond of pointing out on, on the show, you know, you're not going to put something in there unless you plan to use it later. And so, yep. um, I think they've, they've got a plan to use it later. Mm-hmm. Speaking though, of, of cool references to, um, uh, to, to Thrawn's EU backstory, did you notice the override code he uses? Because, you know, Callus and Lieutenant List walk inside Thrawn's chambers, basically, and we, they see him training against some assassin mm-hmm. drones, like dark troopers. And after a few moments of them watching him, he's, he, Thrawn uses an override code to shut down the droids, deactivate them, and then the doors close. Did you, did you catch the override code? Because I missed it my first time. I did. You did? I did, totally yep. did not. He uses override code Rook, R-U-K-H, which is the name of Thrawn's Nogri bodyguard, who eventually betrays him and stabs him in the heart. See, that's awesome. I have a terrible memory and don't recall that kind of thing. So I'm glad you pointed that out, because I would have... <laughs> so did I. I'm right like, over my head. I heard that. I'm like, wait, that name sounds familiar. What, shoot, what, what is that from? And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, of course, it's his bodyguard, his Nogri bodyguard. Yeah, See, I love in that the little scene, details like that. I was just... I'm just I just really want... I like Thrawn in his workout gear, and that needs to be an action figure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Uh, There there is something, though, that it was great to see Thrawn do that. But one thing we kind of glossed over a bit, or forgot to mention, was the movement of Ezra onto Thrawn's Star Destroyer kind of mixed up a uh, rescue attempt that was supposed to be happening between Rex and Kanan. Because they're coming in through hyperspace on a stolen Lambda-class shuttle, and they sadly don't have clearance for the Chimera because they had the clearance for the the cruiser that they were mm-hmm. on. So that kind of puts AP5 and Chopper in a bit of a bind. 
Yeah, they have to they have to find those clearance codes. They can so, they can rescue. I'm them. so glad AP five was there. That's a character I really because we've only you know seen him a couple times. He's been mentioned mm. now and then, but I've really been missing him and that well, dynamic he has with Chopper. Yeah. And what helped in this case, it was AP five that mentioned that for those kind of codes, they couldn't just go to any standard port. They had to basically go break into somebody's office to get the actual codes for that star destroyer. Which mm-hmm. leads later on to, you know, another partial setup for list if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, and, and to your point, Amy, like I, I think AP five and Chopper make a good uh, team. They're kind of like three PO and R two in many ways. Uh, yeah, and we see like grumpier. this season in particular. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, grumpy. <laughs> very, very grumpy version, and uh, and so this season, I think we're gonna see a lot more of that. I think in two weeks we have Double Agent Droid where. Uh, Chopper and AP5 are going to team up together. What? To, yeah, I don't like read a, synopses ahead. I'm terrible. That's exciting. Oh, so, it, <laughs> so it's like a it's like a comedic thriller uh, with Chopper, AP5, and, and some other character. Okay, um, I'm just as oh, excited about that as Obi Wan. That's great. Yeah, that, that's the episode before the Obi Wan episode. So best two weeks up. ever. <laughs> ah. it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. Gonna be some fun shows coming up. Oh yeah, but. Uh, one of the really cool moments that I loved in this episode was the inclusion of Colonel Yularen. Yay. They brought him back from the Clone Wars. Uh, you know, Clone Wars fans will recognize Yularen, of course, from uh, the series. He was in many, many, many episodes. And his his theme, actually, is the music that plays at the end of our podcast every single yep. episode and has for probably oh. nine years. It has been. Uh, so it was fun to hear his theme resurface as well uh did well, amy, amy any thoughts on the inclusion of yularen after for so long i was excited because as i mentioned i've been re-watching clone wars so i've been watching him you know put up with anakin i think there was even like an episode where he's like of all the jedi i have to work with it's general skywalker <laughs> just in this like exhausted like why so mm. I loved seeing him, but as with any of those characters that we got to know from the Republic and Clone Wars, it's like a little sad to see that they, you know, that they were hoodwinked and, and bought into what the Palpatine was selling and made the yeah. transition to the Empire. So it was well, and, like, ugh, and hearing Tom Kane again. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. And you Lawrence had a, a couple changes, though. Uh, not only does he look older, as you would expect, and more like his, you know, his version of, of him in A New Hope, but he also has a new job. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what kind of surprised me, because um, I agree with you, Amy. I I kind of didn't expect to see Yularen come in this. I was kind of hoping that he would have not been part of the Empire. Mm. But now that he came back, he's basically um, part of uh, intelligence, which I find it fascinating that he knew Callus, and supposedly Callus was one of his best students. Mm. But when it comes to, to Yularen, he's there to try and catch the spy, because He's with the ISB, which is kind of like the CIA FBI. So I, I find it interesting how he went from an admiral into a colonel. So he went from basically fleet to intelligence. And they called yeah. in the best man for the job, so to speak, they did. to try to get. Yeah, he's basically supposed that they build him up as being like the top guy for, uh, you know, sussing out traitors, basically. Uh, no one, I think List says no one escapes the eye of, of Yularen for long. Uh, so he's he's kind of kind of legendary in many ways, uh, which is very interesting. And and the rebels rebels recon, I think actually um, they interviewed Floney and, and and Henry Gilroy, and I believe it. They even mentioned that he decided to switch from from being a fleet admiral to espionage because he wanted to avoid a lot more of the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's because like maybe he. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't have complete faith in the empire, or he just got tired of fighting. I don't. I don't know. He seems to be pretty loyal. Um, <laughs> clearly, in this episode. Well, he he seems to be pretty loyal because it appears he made an impression on Callus, yeah. and also Callus made an impression on him. So he's at least loyal to students, his best students, which must translate into loyalty to the empire. So. Mm. And he's actually completely surprised, you know, at the at the end when uh when Thrawn reveals his 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 plans. Mm-hmm. And so even Kalos was even able to fool Yalaren, this supposed, you know, brilliant guy at at, at finding, finding with a spot. guy like List, 
I don't see how he could not have fooled Yolaren because List basically <laughs> fell List, List fell into a lot of things, honestly. Okay. He kind of did, yeah. Yeah. He he did. It's his own fault. It, it in a way, but and I'll get to it now. When Callus finally breaks Ezra out of the cell block, he finds an Imperial officer uniform. And Ezra's going into Thrawn's office, and at a certain point, as he's running out, I think even Thrawn says, I think Thrawn may have believed it was List. So mm-hmm. things kind of worked out to make it look like List was the actual fulcrum they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah, it all lined up uh, to yeah. List's detriment, but well for Callus. Like he was, mm-hmm. I think he was clear. I don't mm-hmm. think maybe Thrawn was entirely done. Like, just I feel like Thrawn suspected there was more, but I think, I think Callus would have been okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. he had lists to perfectly pen it, and it was everything lined up for it to frame him. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and, and as, as, but as, as Lauren says, it was it was almost too perfect. Yeah, uh, and and so something must be going on. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is so so Thrawn calls Yularen uh, and List and Callus uh, and Governor Price into his um, uh, into his office. And he reveals that he's narrowed down the list of planets where the rebel base could be hiding, where chopper base could be in the sector. And, you know, he's used all this information he's gathered over the season, analysis of rebel hyperspace routes, recent attacks, proximity to Lothal. Uh, as, as you know, we all know, he used the destinations of the infiltrator droids in Warhead to narrow down the list to 94 planets. Um, although I know, I'm curious, to, Amy, if you had any thoughts on this, but... Uh, when we were do- reviewing Warhead, we we kind of our, our one minor complaint was that that it seemed like he should know exactly which planet they were on now, mm-hmm. given that um, most likely they have a list of of which droids went to which which planet, and so they could figure out oh this one came back and and blew up. So clearly it's one one of the planets this this infiltrated droid went to. Uh, oh, you know I didn't think about that. That was like because, our one. Yeah, minor that makes complaint. sense. Yeah. Because yeah, they should have. Because it was just by system, right? That they, right? That they were able to. Or he was able to narrow it down that much. So yeah, to droid, it should be more specific. Yeah, but oh, you know, it's it's a minor, it's a minor thing overall. Again, this is a this is a television show. We're here for 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 the fu- for the fun of it. That doesn't have to yeah. be one hundred percent perfect all the time. Um, no, it does. You're. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what we want it to. What we want it to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but i had a kind of a similar i don't know if, if i were thrawn in this case what i would have actually done is you know, so so he had a list of 94 planets and um and callus and ezra decide to get into into sneak into thrawn's office so they could remove the planet where chopper base is okay uh and and hide the the base so he wouldn't see it if i, I think were that's thrawn, gonna come back to bite him okay you think okay. so i'm, I'm hoping you... they bring this up later Okay, I, I I got a I got a bit of a problem with this one. Okay, it, it, it's a minor thing. Okay? okay, so Chopper brings up the whole solar system with all these planets, and he only erases one. Exactly, right? and he it's moves like... it one spot. If if Thrawn had a backup, he could just do a diff and see like this one had the planet, this one this didn't. One didn't. Clearly, yeah, oh, there's exactly. the planet. Or like or, he seems like the type who would memorize it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I would have I would have had Chopper. Erase 20 planets and move them, not just one, because I'm going to do this. Hold on to this one. You could always get a young Padawan and go, please tell me what you see. Go where the gravity is not. And that basically is where, or go where the gravity is circling, and that's where the planet will be. Okay, so basically... I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull a bad reference here when it comes to Camino. I'm the center but, of right. gravity's pull. Thank uh, you. Find your planet. So, you will. <laughs> but but that, that's all he had to do. Sorry. He just moved one planet. Yeah. Ineffective. Uh, ineffective rebelling there. Yeah. Yes. Unless Thrawn is using all these data points and he knows which planet the the infiltrator droid went to, and he now knows which planet was removed, and he can confirm. Oh, look, they match. It's the same planet. Well, I I think in my opinion. When Thrawn comes back later into his office and uh-huh. turns on turns on that planetary thing again and turns it off, I've got to say, I think he knew in a heartbeat the planet was gone. 
I, I, he did I, have. I, th- there was something there. Yeah. I feel like where he's just like, huh. Yeah. And then, then, then I think his comeback to that was nothing. So it was almost like you know it was he he blew it off, but this is well, Thrawn. Yeah, you but I think I think you can't get away with it. He does tend to play the long game. So in a lot of these cases, I'm willing to give Thrawn the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that's great about Thrawn is that previous in, in, in like the Clone Wars or with previous villains in Rebels, uh, you always had the risk of. Uh, making the villains seem less dangerous the longer they're the you know the heroes are able to win because in each episode you want the the heroes to win ultimately mm-hmm. but every time they do that it, it it kind of cheapens the the villains and so they had to bring in a bunch of different villains in the clone wars or you know they had to use certain villains sparingly um with thrawn they can have him you know quote unquote lose but still win in the long run and that's one of the things i think is so great about thrawn the key is going to be that payoff. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to have this amazing payoff at the end of the season where you show how brilliant Thrawn really is. And I think that's what it all rests on. Yeah, I agree. Like, I want that Sherlock Holmes-esque scene where it just goes through all the pieces of the puzzle. I mean, that would probably be too direct of an homage, but kind of that, like, oh, totally that's agree. what he's been doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you have to. And then that will make, like, and hopefully that will kind of blow everyone's minds be like whoa thrawn is amazing and if they don't do something like that it he won't be quite as as villainous i guess and quite as smart as we all as we all think and know he is from the books i've got a feeling they are not going to let us down when it comes to thrawn i think because thrawn is such a beloved character from the now eu into this universe plus they have timothy's on writing a thrawn novel Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're going to get this right. I think there's going to be a great payoff at the end of this. I, I've got faith in Filoni and crew. I really Me do. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Me especially too. especially if you want to talk about the care. Okay, yeah, I jumped a bit to where Ezra went into his office. But take a look at the stuff as they were walking into his office, the Easter eggs that were there as they were coming in. Okay. I mean, you had Grease Helmet, possibly Grease Helmet. And this all, this all. If you were watch uh, Rebels Recon, this was all in there. But they were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, Grease Helmet. They were talking about uh, a actual Ralph McQuarrie painting that they used in there. They actually took that picture, put it in the frame of the inspiration for Lethal. I mean, many, many other things. I were in love the that. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was super. I mean, since McQuarrie especially has influenced the show so heavily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for them to just directly like. That was cool. This is the first time they've ever done that too. They've ever the first time they ever used Macquarie artwork directly in the show, and it fits so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it was that original artwork that inspired Lethal, and so I loved that. But you're you're right, Tom. There's just tons of different Easter eggs. Yeah, I don't think uh, I got them all because a couple of them I can't pronounce. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there's the the bu- there's like a bust of the um, Abednego. Um, uh, alien from uh, basically Elo Asti from the force awakens. Uh, we've seen like, we've seen that, that species pop up everywhere uh, mm-hmm. since the force awakens came out and there was a, uh, they had the Holy grail in the antechamber. Oh, I missed you that one. Yeah. It was in the back, right, right by the door. Um, and okay, there's so like a ton of other stuff that I'm sure I missed too. So, so, uh, so this was the wooden one that uh, Harrison Ford found in last crusade that was there, that Holy yep. grail. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. And they also had uh, Hera's Calicori too, which was the obvious one because you know, Ezra points it out. Right. Which I um, which I found funny. Where Callus, it's what, what did Callus tell him? It's like we're not here for trinkets or whatever because it, yeah. it was almost like he was, Ezra was going to go grab it. Yeah. What were you thinking? Well, I mean, nice sentiment to get it back for Hera, but not the time. Like yeah. exactly. Like you don't just like it's not a small thing. He can just stick in his pocket either. Right, and Thrawn would definitely notice that it's missing, and then he'd know that true. someone was in his ship, and then potentially, like they're trying to get clearance codes, but I'm sure they would invalidate all the clearance codes that they found that one of his art, some of his artwork was missing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it would not have been, not probably not a not a smart decision for, for Ezra. Um, <laughs> hashtag Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it if you don't need anything else just hashtag as a bridger uh <laughs> oh too funny uh, unfortunately you know while while they were in um 
while they're in Thrawn's office grabbing these clearance codes and, and erasing the map, Thrawn, Yularen, and Price, Governor Price, were uh, going to the detention block because they realized that you know someone has been transmitting signals. Um, these are this information in a way that the Empire hasn't been able to detect, and they they found some sort of source of a transmission coming out of the cell block. So they go to investigate and they check the records, and you know when, when Ezra is missing, and they realize Lieutenant List was the last one to access it, which is just adding more fuel to the fire that that List is the is the spy. Uh, but very quickly they you know they realize oh we should you know, they start heading back to the office mm. and. Uh, they realize that list is inside when that trooper says, Oh yeah, the, you know, Ezra's, Ezra's inside. And, and <laughs> Thrawn immediately, you know, prepares for, uh, for, for battle. Now, I like was... Ezra's like faux accent or attempt at an accent. That was funny. <laughs> oh yeah. I, when he tried to, um, use the, the force to mind trick his way into the office. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Totally forgot oh, wait, about that. Yeah, and again, another use of the code cylinder, you know, massive, it was used all over mm-hmm. in this one. I liked, I liked Ezra in the Imperial Officer uniform. We got it in, you know, uh, Jin in, in Rogue One, and now Ezra, uh, or, you know, or sorry, I mean, Cassian and Jin was in a different uniform, but you get the idea, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Rogue One and, and Ezra here in, in Rebels, which is cool. Uh, but Thrawn returns too early, and so Callus has to stage diversion. Now that was pretty cool. How he used the assassin droids to come out and attack Thrawn—that I thought was very fascinating, and mm-hmm. it actually helped Chopper and Ezra escape the room. Yeah, and, and gave you know, more of your favorite scene, Amy. <laughs> All the Chopper things. <laughs> the Chopper things, and then Thrawn taking out the the, uh, yes. the assassin droids as well. Though he was not in his workout gear, so it was That's slightly true. less great. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, I actually feel like him. I would have liked to see him or the, I mean, the, the assassin droids were still intimidating any way you cut it, but if we hadn't mm. seen him fight against them earlier, like, I don't know. I feel like that would have made it a little more threatening. Cause I'm like, well, I know he's going to defeat them mm. because that's what he's does in his free time. Apparently mm. like yeah. we all do. Just trains. So <laughs> but they okay, were so, still really cool. Yeah. I, I don't know about you. I always train about against assassin droids. In my free time. That's just a Monday afternoon for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, my, my, my Monday afternoon is taking a nap. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was nice. But, but meanwhile, you know, Kanan and, and Rex are trying to rescue uh, the the rebels. And we talked recently, I think I'm pretty sure we, we talked recently on, um, on an episode not too long ago about how Kanan's blindness hasn't always impacted him a lot. Sometimes mm-hmm. it has, but sometimes it just acts like normal. I think it was, was it Teresa who was saying that recently? Um, I, you know what? I can't, I cannot remember who it yeah. was within the conversation, and, but, and, but this is where it actually plays out because I actually did find this funny to where <laughs> when they came out of hyperspace and it's like, you could tell Rex was like, uh, but you just love Kane and say, Hey Gramps, you want to fill me in? Because yeah, that because was nice. You can't see what's going on, right? Yeah, I mean that was just that was actually great. Yeah. But but then again, I, you, to, uh-huh. I was going to say then again, if he were to be wearing a stormtrooper helmet, he wouldn't be seeing much anyway because he still can't see. That's true. I actually did have to laugh though because earlier in the episode, uh, they are on. I and I know it's it's just because they wanted you to know that it was Kanan and not a stormtrooper uh, under the mask. But they're they're flying the ship. And Kanan has his stormtrooper helmet off, and he's sitting mm-hmm. down. Um, and I, maybe it just makes it easier to breathe or something. But like it's not really a big di- difference whether he has it on or off, because either way, he can't. It's not like it help visibility, at, at least. Um, uh, anyway, it's, it's just like a minor, <laughs> a minor little thing. But no, it, it was nice that he actually was like they were acknowledging again that he 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 can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, it's so easy to forget because of the way he uses the force that exactly. sometimes, yeah, it just escapes memory that I'm like, oh, that's right. He actually he has right. some issues. So often there's... he just, there there almost really hasn't, occasionally I'll make reference to it, but there almost hasn't been that much of a change to no. to him. It's He's only... still right in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we only get a lot of references when Hondo's around making fantastic <laughs> oh, I love sight Hondo. puns. 
I love Hondo. Hey, He's great. You, not, not to go off tangent on this, but do you think we'll see him at any point at the end of this uh, season? Hondo? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't oh, think yeah, so. we Based don't have that many more episodes season. left. Yeah, it's true. Right. Th- then again, I think the last time he was on the show, I think I brought up that he was kind of turning into almost like a one-trick pony. Yes, I agree yeah. with that, as much as I like him. Yeah, I and, and Jim Cummings doing the character, love him to death, because he really brings out that character. But it just appears there's not much they can use him for. But Yeah, I, I love him. But yeah. yeah, you have to use them sparingly. And with only what five episodes left, and that includes a two-parter yeah. um, left in the season, there's not much time no. at all. But so, I'm pretty like, sure I don't think we'll seen... see Sabine either the rest of the season. I think she's she's out. Really? Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't no, know. You think... I, I think she'll I'm... be back one more time, I think, maybe. I, think I would love to see her. I just looking at the, the schedule, I, I can't see how they would possibly fit her in. I'm going to throw insert joke here. I see Sabine all the time. She's asleep right behind me on the floor. She's my dog. So anyway, bad joke. Um, But we will see, there is a character we probably will see again, and that's Governor Price. Because boy, does she play in the Lieutenant list. When when you have Kanan and Ezra, sorry, Kanan and Rex land the shuttle on the Star Destroyer, Governor Price gets out there, kind of figures something up. And arrests them, and a fight breaks out. And what mm-hmm. it, what does List do when he sees this? <laughs> I, I love it. He goes right after her. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying attacks, to remember her. Yeah, he just t- attacks Price, thinking that I've been following her all this time. Clearly, she's suspicious. Oh no, she's trying to away. escape. Yeah. Right? She's shooting these stormtroopers, trying to escape. I can't let her get away. Let's take her out. And he actually starts shooting at her uh, with Yularen watching from the balcony. Mm-hmm. Just like, just unbelievable. I mean, just, just unbelievable. And then it's really funny. As Ezra's like going up, he looks, you know, he kind of looks at List and says, you know what? Bad choice. But <laughs> yeah. here's, here's an interesting thing. I, I got it. I got to bring this up. Do you think it was right? Because naturally... Ezra leaves, Chopper leaves, AP5 leaves, but Callus stays. Do you think it was right for Callus to stay? I don't know if it was right, but I I admire his moxie and that he's come so far from when we saw him on the, you know, with Zeb that he's like now so committed to the rebel cause that he's like, well, now that they don't suspect me anymore, I can do more good. He can screw with things more. He can get them mm-hmm. more information. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I want him to brave. be safe. Because uh, I really have come to like Callus, but uh-huh. I, I respect some like, oh, okay, you're still trying to do good and, and make up for the wrong you've done. And I don't know if it's mm. the brightest idea, but I, I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> but, but don't you, because my, my thing is, I think the, the cockiness of Callus being so cavalier about it, mm-hmm. I think he's going to pay for it. Because even toward the mm-hmm. end. No, you know, he's going to be fine. I'm putting on my earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop right now. No, I hope he's fine. I, I like his character. No, you can keep going. I think you're right, Tom. Yeah, yeah I just I just get this feeling that, you know, Thrawn, Thrawn at the end, we're going to jump to the end because I know there's a whole bunch of stuff, but Thrawn basically knows it's him. And I had, I, I said this before, I believe Thrawn knew for a while. But Thrawn now is going to use him. It's going to be interesting how he's going to do this. Is Thrawn going to use him as a a willing double entry by pulling him in, pulling him in, and forcing him to be a double agent? Is he going to use him unwillingly by purposely feeding him information to send to the rebels? I think it's the latter. Me too. See, that's why I think so too. <clears throat> but he's he's not going to last long. I unless. Unless Callus is the one that's going to fulfill the prophecy of the original Thrawn on how Thrawn gets stabbed in the back, I don't think Callus is making it out of this season. I think you're probably right. I want him to. Part of me is like, but he, maybe he'll just get away at some point. But Thrawn's mm-hmm. going to have so, you know, I don't know who he's going to inform or if he's just going to do it himself. But Callus is going to be watched. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And Thrawn has to have 
a victory of some sort mm -hmm. and yeah. it's not i think just destroy i think he'll try like you know destroy i think he'll probably destroy chopper base right but i don't i don't think it's enough and i think the i think he'll probably take callus out as much as i like callus uh i don't like i don't know it callus thinks he's won at this point and thrawn knows uh you know who's really behind it uh you know uh, you know again the Yularen doesn't even think it list is capable of being a traitor yeah well uh, yeah, yeah like he's like he's not smart enough i yeah. feel like <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly. but even but even Yularen, when when thron brings it up saying that the one that did it was was callus Yularen couldn't believe it because he was the best pupil but but here's here's what i think i have a feeling list is going to be able to um uh, amend his sins he's the one that's going to take out callus He's gonna go. You'll pay for making me look bad. List, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It was interesting as he was being hauled away. He's like shouting that Price is the spy. Mm -hmm. But like, didn't he just see Ezra tell him he made the wrong choice <laughs> before see, he that, was shot? You know. Now I take that back. I think Price is gonna take it out on List. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think Price, the only thing he's going to get, even though he was an unwilling participant, he's going to become captain of a garbage scowl within the uh, Empire. <laughs> yeah, Price doesn't seem like the most forgiving of individuals. Yeah. Or or he'll end up like those two guys from the um, Freemaker Adventures, those two Imperial officers that, that they keep going lower and lower and lower on the food <laughs> chain. Every episode, they're, yeah. they're busted and it, down. And, and how about how about the next time we see the Freemaker episodes, we'll see now a Lego character of List join them. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yes, that would be priceless. That would be perfect. <laughs> and then you got Richard Kine going, no, 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 we're fine. They're all great. Don't worry about it. Don't report them. You know, you just get these, you're just getting so many of these uh, in, incompetent you know, Imperial officers. I mean, you're just going to keep adding to that list, Tom. Yeah. Well, you know. How does Constantine still, Sorry. he was around at the beginning of the episode, right? Is it oh. Constantine? Is that the right guy? Yeah. Uh, was he in the episode? Did he just, does he have a must, well, a lot of them have facially. Maybe that's not Constantine. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? You're right. Yes, he was there. He he greeted them when they went into Thrawn's office. Right, because I'm just briefly. like, how does, that, how does that guy still have a his rank or, a, a, you know, why isn't he like flipping burgers in the cafeteria? Because he's, he's screwed not, up so many times. But he's not as bumbling as List. List is that's, more bumbling. That's it's just, true. As long as you can point your, you know, pin your failures on someone below you, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's the imperial way, right? <laughs> so it's true. Uh, yeah, uh, but but no. Um, a trooper brings in Ezra's helmet from when he was disguised as a bounty hunter, and you know after after Thrawn agrees that everything is suspicious, and they they realize that again this goes back to Thrawn's expertise with art and, and everything, mm -hmm. the design and the colors and the shape uh, of the strokes and everything point to Sabine Wren. Leading Thrawn to deduce that Ezra Bridger was the shuttle thief, and therefore Callus didn't alert them because he is Fulcrum, and that's when we get the the very chilling line: "I believe Agent Fulcrum will prove far far more useful to the Empire than Callus ever was." Kind of a uh, throwing really, out all of the things he did mm. when he was loyal to the Empire as well. <laughs> well I really I think, like that. That, yeah. that that's how they busted him. I mean, I yeah, don't yeah. like it. With, I wish she would have got art, busted. But basically. with the art, just because so many other Imperials see her, you know, her graffiti as graffiti. They don't look at it as art and they dismiss it and they see it as a nuisance. And Thrawn has taken the time to to study it and to recognize her as the artist. And I think that's that's just so Thrawn. Mm -hmm. I and totally that, agree. And that is the best thing about the character that has carried over from the EU into now is... I feel they have captured Thrawn the way he was in the books. And I think they have done an outstanding job because I do believe, and, and Filoni brought this up in the um, in Rebels Recon, that Thrawn suspected that it was Callus' Fulcrum for a while now. Mm -hmm. And he was just trying to gather all the evidence to be sure. And this just basically finished it. And, and I think I've even said on, on, on our podcast that I think Thrawn knew that it was him all along and it, th this just basically just sealed it that definitely I counts agree. as Fulcrum. 
Yeah. I agree. And one of the things that was really nice about this episode was it, it, it showed how, and I think they, they remarked on this on Rebels Recon as well, but I completely agree. It showed how the, how there were, many of the Imperial officers are, are actually pretty smart. Like we make fun of list and, and that sort of thing. And Constantine mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, flipping them, all the Imperial officers flipping burgers, but like Yularen and Thrawn and Callus and, uh, you, know, you gotta uh, get price something too. Yeah. Yeah. Price, these these yeah. Imperial officers, yeah. they might be, they might be slowed down by all the bureaucracy, but they're not stupid. And uh, we need to see that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because too often we just see them fail over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. That's like, and that's like, how are these guys controlling the entire galaxy? I mean, numbers, sure, they have those, right. but you have to have some intelligence as well. And and so that's kind of what we got to see in this episode, even if there are the guys who are maybe not as list as bright. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor list. So it was it was a very very good episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, it. it. It was a good episode that moved the story forward. Yes, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. And I liked spending time with the strictly with the Imperials. I mean, aside from you know uh, Ezra and the droids and that kind of occasional you know visits yeah. from the from mm-hmm. those guys. It was just centered on. Thrawn and Callus, and I like being in that world, even though mm. I know the, the show is called Star Wars Rebels and not Star Wars Imperials. It's <laughs> it's good to get the other but, side. Yeah, you exactly. Have, you have to. Right. Yes. In fact, do you think they could have done without Ezra in this episode? And and Chopper and AP5? Just like go no. completely Imperial. I don't... Just because I liked so much how Thrawn figured out the helmet situation. Mm. Like, and how that fed into the character. Like, I feel like that was such an important character moment that I don't know mm-hmm. how else they would have displayed that without... Okay, fair point. Yeah. ...known factors. Makes yeah, sense. there had to be... There had to be actions to cause the reactions. You couldn't have them... It would be a boring episode if he was actually pouring over facts and looking at evidence. He needed to see it in front of him. And the evidence was the action taking place in front of him of Callus doing all these things, trying to pin it on list. Mm-hmm. And and you needed to see that. So yeah, it's great to have, I agree with Amy, it's great to have an episode from the Imperial side. I'd like to see another one that way, but it would have to be something in which it still had to tie into the Rebels, but it, naturally this did, but not so much Rebel heavy to where Ezra had to be there, Kanan, Rex had to be there, but still something from that aspect. Maybe that could be the fir- another episode down the line where you could get away with no rebels because now you do have one in Callus. And that way you can have a totally Imperial-centric episode because Callus is there. He could always be on the run, like an episode where he's on the run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, with that, Tom, do you want to give your rating? Sure. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really like how they are portraying um, Thrawn in this whole season that they brought him in. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, I'm giving the episode an eight. Um, eh, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to take my eight Womp Rats. And, you know, they were the ones that were actually influ- influencing the Lieutenant List to think that it was Price, not that price was the was the uh the uh, fulcrum it wasn't really callous so whenever lieutenant list was trying to do something they were the ones that were actually feeding him the information or tripping him or making him do the bumbling <laughs> things as they you know as they try or basically they were trying to help him frame price and they were causing all, all him to be bumbling and all the other stuff. I was trying to be nice to them, Amy, because normally I would have said they were the guys <laughs> that were they were actually uh, uh, running the. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to take anybody's. You know, I have an idea of what I wanted to do with them, but <laughs> I don't want to take anybody else's. So yeah, eight want brats, and they were actually helping list, but they were so bumbling that he basically followed along with them. So there you go. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. This was a this was a fun one. Um, I think we pretty much said all that all that can be said about this. Mm-hmm. I, I just liked seeing it from the Imperial side, and uh, this was a fun episode. I kind of wish they'd done the whole episode in first person, but it really worked well uh, as is. And I, I like how unique the episode started off. So, um, 
Well, I'm going back and forth. I think I'll give this episode eight and a half, uh, Womp Rats out of 10, uh, going back for eight and a half and nine. And, um, my Womp Rats, well, you know, in the EU, I'm sure you're familiar with the Nogri bodyguards. We don't see the Nogri in the series. And that's because in, in Rebels, they're actually, Thrawn actually has a team of Womp Rats that are his bodyguards, but you don't see them in the episode because they're so short. They're, they're, they're walking around, but they're just below the camera at all times. Just watch out till that body, that, that, that Womp Rat stabs uh, Thrawn in the heart in the, in the back. Cause that's going to be, what was it? Was it like those, I think it was Hasbro toys years ago to where there were these little vehicles that were always off to the side of the camera. They were always yeah, off exactly. To the well, side. You know, like okay. you know how short Yoda is, right? And these these guys are even shorter. So okay. you know, it, so so the camera's right above their heads. Yeah, exactly. They're Got just okay. running around. Okay. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> Amy, what do you what do you think of this episode? What do you got, Amy? Okay. Um, rating wise, this was definitely up there in my you know in the top. How many episodes have there been this season? This is about 18. 17. 17. 17. That's uh, numbers are hard. So I'm going <laughs> to say it's up there in my top handful of episodes. So I'm going to do like an 8. Point, an 8.7. 8. You can do that. 7. Okay. Cool. I, I'm like, can I just. Yeah, like, sure. No, that's fine. No, that's totally fine. That's fine. And let's see if I can do the Womp Rats thing correctly. Because uh, you no have to give the Womp. You it. have to say what the Romp the Womp Rats are doing in the episode, right? What, what, Usually, what yeah. their role is. Yeah. Or torture them, whichever comes first. <laughs> it's usually I mean, something never, to do with the episode. <laughs> I've never met a Womp Rat, so maybe I would really like them. They could be okay. just cute and fluffy little creatures that I'd want to cuddle. So, <laughs> probably not. Okay. So, I I think the Womp Rats, I, I think they were keeping Kanan and Rex company and in my mind womp rats are like tribbles <laughs> so they just multiply when they touch oh, each no. other so that their I, their ship is just now filled with womp rats i think that's the first time we've ever had a womp rat be compared to a tribble and i like it it's that's great. actually quite funny <laughs> so that's that's what the womp rats are doing they're busy multiplying in in rex and Kanan's ship <laughs> very cool i don't cool. know I tried. Nice. I don't know. No, no, that, that's, great. that's fine. That's fine. That was great. That was we great. we don't we don't judge whatever happens to the womp rats. What happens is is what comes naturally for whatever you want to do with them. <laughs> that's your tagline. After, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh. Over the course of nine years, the Womp Rats have gone through many, many experiences. <laughs> so many, many tortures. I'm sorry, many experiences. <laughs> The adventures uh, and tortures of the Womp Rats. Yes, poor Womp Rats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but coming up on the next episode of Ion Cannon, we have Rebels Season 3, Episode 19, Secret Cargo. When a routine ref- refueling mission goes wrong, the Ghost crew find themselves transporting an important Rebel leader across the galaxy, pursued by Imperial warships. Interesting. Ooh, Interesting. is it... Is it Mon Mothma? That would you be know awesome. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. I can't wait to, to see this episode. Wasn't she in the trailer? The 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 oh she, the trailer for so the rest of the I've season. You know I think what? she was. Was she? I thought so because I she thought was. somebody yeah. somebody posted somebody posted a video today that I saw and she was in there. Uh, and maybe so. that's how they meet Mon Mothma and then appear in eventually in Rogue One. That's a good possibility. Mm, even for obviously, it's not that point yet, but yeah, but you never know. It's getting closer. Yeah, we are getting closer. I'm excited, but stay tuned. Our 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 review will be up this weekend. Um, so I guess with that, I want to thank Amy. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show. This has been so much fun to have you. Thank, thank you, you very for much, having Amy. me. Oh no, thank you both for inviting me on. I I'm glad this was the episode we got to talk about. I was too emotional about. The previous episode so <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> no that was that was a great episode actually I, this whole season has been really really good i've been very impressed been very solid um, do yeah, you is there anything you want i mean you do so much is there anything you want to plug uh your your your, uh, your twitter uh account or any of the the sites you you write for oh yeah that'd be great um people can find me on twitter and instagram at amy underscore geek 
And you can find my writing on Nerdist.com and StarWars.com. And I also uh, do a Star Wars podcast called Lattes with Leia. Yes. Yeah, definitely check out all those. You do such a great job. Whatever that is. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yes, she does. Thank you. Uh, And with that, we'll be back next week with with our review of Secret Cargo. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of the respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on this show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2016.